This episode is supported by Jace Medical. You may or may not know that in December, drug shortages across the U.S. hit a record high. This is causing severe disruptions in medical treatments, resulting in delays, treatment cancellations, and the unfortunate rationing of vital medications. I know that I have heard in the last few months from multiple mom friends of mine, instances where they have not been able to get medications for themselves or for their children in critical crisis moments. This is so, so scary. I know I've had friends with their kids having seasonal flu cold symptoms, struggling to breathe, and they're at urgent care and unable to get the antibiotics that they need because of these shortages. This is scary stuff. Most notably, one of the short supply antibiotics is amoxicillin, which is commonly used for so many of our children's illnesses. So here's where Jace Medical comes in. They have the Jace case, which is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that are used for the most common and deadly bacterial infections. And you can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your or your children's family's unique needs, like an EpiPen, for example, something that you would never want to be without, would never want to have to run from pharmacy to pharmacy in pursuit of. So if you want to go get these medications and have your antibiotics on supply so that you always have them when you need them in case of an emergency, in case of a disaster, in case of being a, you know, a victim of this drug shortage, Jace Medical will have you covered. All you need to do is go to jacemedical.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code SHAMELESS at jacemedical, J-A-S-E medical.com, jacemedical.com, code SHAMELESS. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 651 with Lovey Ajayi Jones. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 651. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community, so be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Lovey Ajayi Jones is a two-time New York Times bestselling author, sought-after speaker, and podcast host who thrives at the intersection of humor, media, and justice. Her critically acclaimed books, Professional Troublemaker, The Fear Fighter Manual, and I'm Judging You, The Do Better Manual, were instant bestsellers and established her as a literary force with a powerful pen. Her newest book, Rising Troublemaker, a manual for teens will be released this week. So if you are listening in live time, this is the week of the book launch. Go out and get yourself Rising Troublemaker, a manual for teens. A noted writer, Lovey is published in several anthologies, and her work has been featured in outlets such as NPR, Forbes, Inc., Fortune, the Chicago Tribune, and more. Lovey was also featured in the Netflix documentary, She Did That, which showcases Black female entrepreneurs. She's an 18-year blogging veteran, where she writes on her blog, awesomelylovey.com, covering all things culture with a critical yet humorous lens. Lovey is an internationally recognized speaker whose thought leadership on culture, authenticity, and disruption enables transformative action. She's appeared on stages for some of the world's most innovative and disruptive brands, such as Google, Facebook, Microsoft, Twitter, and Nike. Her renowned TED Talk, Get Comfortable Being Uncomfortable, has over 8 million views, has been transcribed into 23 languages, and placed her in the top 1% of TED Talks of all time. 
Lovey is a podcast host of the same name as her book, Professional Troublemaker. She was born in Nigeria, bred in Chicago, and comfortable everywhere. Lovey enjoys laying around in her plush robe, eating a warm bowl of jollof rice in her free time, and her love language is shoes, which you know if you follow her. I could not be more excited about this conversation, and I cannot wait to dig in with Lovey. Listen in to hear Lovey share the importance and urgency of showing up in this very moment in history, how to be a troublemaker in ways that are authentic and true to who you are, why you must become a professional troublemaker yourself in order to raise a troublemaker, why troublemakers need to ask more questions, how to circle back on missed chances to speak up, the four types of troublemaker, the bridge builder, the mind maker, the truth teller, and the heart helper, three things rising troublemakers can do every day to own your dopeness, and the domino effect of using your words to have impact. Oh my goodness, this is a quick but juicy conversation. I'm so grateful to Lovey for taking the time to be here, and I cannot wait to welcome Lovey Ajayi Jones to the Shameless Mom Academy. Lovey, welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. Oh, I'm so pumped for this. Thank you for having me here. This is going to be a lot of fun. And like I said, before we started to record, I was like, I'm going to save my fangirling to respect (laughs) your time and I'm going to do it at the top. But I just want to say, I respect your work so tremendously. I've been following you for quite a while now. And I want to just impress upon people before we stop the significance of being the first domino and you are the first domino in so many ways. And so you talk about this in your Ted talk, which we're going to send everyone to go watch and listen to. But the significance of being a domino, whether you're in a big community or a small community, and you've gotten to be a domino of change and that first person to knock that first domino in really big communities, really big stages. And today you're joining us on a bit of a smaller stage, but still here to impact thousands of women. So I'm so excited for this domino effect to begin in this conversation. I'm excited to be in conversation with you. So I want to know, you just released your book. And holy cow, we are so excited about your book because this is the book that all mothers of daughters need right now, yes. Rising Troublemaker. So tell us what you're most excited about, whether it's related to the book or just related to this moment in time. Honestly, I'm really excited for teenagers to get this book in their hands because this is the book that I wish I had when I was 15 or 16, 14. Like this is the book that would have made my journey less unsure it would have basically affirmed my boldness in the moments when I needed it. And I'm especially excited about it because I feel like Gen Z is really going to be the ones who transform our world. Yes. So I have to tell people we're recording this two or three days after getting word of the Supreme Court leak that abortion is likely no longer going to be a safe thing or legal thing. And I'm curious, you didn't know I was going to ask you this, but I'm curious how And what your mission, kind of the shift in your mission has felt like in the last few days, because I'm imagining there's been a bit of a shift and maybe a more extreme sense of urgency. I mean, for me, it actually basically affirmed the need for us to understand that we are in a deeply unjust world that Mm -hmm. is going to require us to fight for even our basic rights. It's going to require our voice. It's going to require us using our access, us being clear about what our power and privileges are and how we can use it for the greater good. I think in this moment, more than anything, we are being convicted to show up in ways that will leave this world better than we are currently finding ourselves in, right? So that's also why I'm like, this feels super urgent that everybody knows that we need you 
whether it's in the rooms that you are in, whether it is in, it's at the dinner table, whether it's, you know, in class, like we actually cannot afford to not use our power. We can't. Exactly. I'm going to go back to the domino effect for a second. I will try to not bore (laughs) everyone with constant reference to the dominoes, but I think it's a really powerful example related to what you just said. So when we think about one person speaking up in their junior year history class, or we think about one freshman on her freshman orientation retreat saying something where it might make people think a little bit, the impact of that and the significance of that and the ripples that come from that cannot be understated or cannot be overstated. And so we have to take those moments when it's safe. And I think that's an important thing to address when it's safe to speak up and say something. Can you talk, go ahead and respond to that and then talk about rising troublemaker and what it is like to step up and be a rising troublemaker. Yeah. I think, you know, all of that is actually super related because the reason why this book is called Rising Troublemaking. The reason why I lean into the idea of troublemaking is because we do live in this deeply unjust world. And to make trouble is to be somebody who's fighting, who's a disruptor for the good, right? If you are speaking up about you know, systems that are not okay, laws that are not just, you will be making trouble. You know, I think about the late, great John Lewis who said, always be ready to make necessary good trouble. And to be a rising troublemaker is to be a good troublemaker early on. You know, we don't often get told that it's okay to go against the grain. But if you are the person who goes to freshman year orientation and something's happening in the room that's not okay, and you have the courage to say, hi, I'd love for us to rethink what is happening here. And somebody else who's also a proud troublemaker goes, I agree. Mm -hmm. Then they actually are already starting this new journey of theirs with more power, they're already standing in it. And it's also letting people know, it's a signal to other people that this is not gonna be the group that you can treat unfairly and they'll be quiet about it. This is not gonna be the group that is gonna just be wallflowering as you know somebody's been misgendered or somebody's been disrespected. This is gonna be a group of people who say, you know what, I'm gonna speak up for my classmate who might be shyer than I am. I'm gonna make sure that my friend who is not in here is still being represented. And I think that's powerful. And I do think Gen Z is already starting to embody that. Like I, you know, I watch, you know, I'll go on TikTok and I'll see, they have the language that we didn't even have the audacity to have. They have the freedom for like more open thinking, more wide thinking. So now I'm like, okay, what happens when that freedom actually comes with us, the adults saying, I'm encouraging you to use it. I want to give you the permission, even though you don't need the permission. I want to give it to you and say, I will back you up as your parent, as your mentor, as your aunt, as your teacher. I got you. So I want you to continue to use your voice. That's why I wrote Rising Troublemaker. I love it so much. And I'm going to invite everyone listening to start with your book, Professional Troublemaker, because I think what we need to also have here, because this is an audience of moms, we need to become professional troublemakers ourselves in order to raise troublemakers (laughs) and to connect with that gen, make that Gen Z connection that you're speaking to that our children have a level of comfort, a level of comfort. And like you said, verbiage to stand up, say things, take a stand, own space in a way that a lot of us aren't comfortable with. And if we can practice that and get more comfortable with that, then we can model it. And it only makes it increasingly safe for Gen Z to do it. Absolutely. You know, because they're watching how we're moving through the world and picking cues from it. So when I wrote Professional Troublemaker and it came out last year and people were reading it, part of the reason how Rising Troublemaker even came to be is a lot of parents actually were telling me, 
oh my God, like I'm starting to share the book with my daughter and I wish she had one for herself. And I was like, say less. You know, a lot of parents were like, oh my gosh, I wish I heard this myself when I was growing up. So I didn't have to learn this when I was 30, 35, 40, 50. You know, I think it's really important for women to especially be told that we can be bold because we're the ones who live in the world and we're being told we just need to be nurturers. We just need to like appease everybody else and self-sacrifice everything. Mothers are constantly being told that they exist in the world to sacrifice themselves for everybody. Mm -hmm. So that's why a professional troublemaker exists. And now I'm like, all right, how does that intergenerational conversation happen? Where moms actually get to tell their daughters, listen, I might not have learned that I didn't have to self-sacrifice until I was 35, but I want you to know that now, like you exist in this world to honor yourself, honor your purpose, to betray yourself less. And if they do that, and if they see us embodying that, then we will build women and girls who don't feel like they have to bend their backs till they break to be lovable. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. What you said about like being less self-sacrificial and abandoning ourselves. Oh, so significant. We don't realize that we're doing it over and over again until we've done it so much that we are exhausted and broken and on the floor and to pick ourselves back up and put ourselves back together takes a really long time. So yes, like catching ourselves before that, becoming a troublemaker before that, calling out the ways that we need support, the ways that we're not going to always be professional caregivers um, in all of our various roles is really significant as a starting point. Yes, indeed. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. Can you take us to a time when you had to fight your fear and become a rising troublemaker yourself? Mm. or step into that role of rising troublemaker? 
there's been many times when I've been, you know, where I felt things were unfair that I'm like, okay, do I just take it and just be quiet right now? Or do I say something that could possibly shift something? And one of those times is where a few years ago, um, I was asked to speak at a conference in Europe and they asked me to come for free for exposure. Exposure was the compensation they offered me. Mm-hmm. And I remember su- I, super typical if you're a woman. Correct. Like, and it was a tech, it was this big tech conference that brought in millions of euros every year. <laughs> and they asked me to come speak. And when I asked for payment and they said, oh, you know, compensation is going to be great exposure for you. I went to my group of business and media leaders called The List. That's just all these women who are amazing, who we share information with each other. And I said, have any of you been asked to speak here and were you asked to do it for free? And I ended up finding out that really only Black women who were asked to speak were asked to speak for free. Everybody else was compensated in some way. And I was like, oof, do I let them get away with this or do I say something? And I knew that what was on the line was I could face a lot of financial loss. Like if people are like, oh my God, Levy spoke up about this thing. We're not going to invite her to come speak at our place. I could lose money. And I was like, but you know what? In that moment is when I had to say, all right, the times when we are asked to do something that we feel compelled to do something are often going to be times that feel scary because there will be something on the line or we might be afraid of consequence. But I'm like, that's also the time for us to understand what our power actually is and what's at stake. And I actually had to have a real conversation with myself on like, okay, if you're speaking out about this means you get less speaking engagements, does that ruin your life? I'm like, no, I've been in marketing and communications for over a decade. If I don't get one more speaking engagement, I can still make money because my skills, my credentials, my background means I can pivot if I needed to. And I'm like, if I don't speak up, who am I expecting to speak up about this? Is -hmm. it the person who just started? Last week, is it the new speaker who hasn't commanded any fee yet? Who am I expected to do this work that I am now feeling compelled to do? And that convicted me. I had to say, you know what? I am positioned to do this. You know, I'm the person who has the power to do this. And I'm the person who can do it most clearly. So I spoke up about it. And my consequence, the idea that like, oh my God, I'd never get another student engagement did not happen. (laughs) Actually, it got a write-up in Forbes That's the year that I got invited to do my TED talk, which changed my life. So it was such a lesson for me to remember that when I am called to be the troublemaker that could disrupt for good, and I am afraid of the consequence, I need to ask myself, what is actually likely to happen? And if I can handle whatever that thing is, and if I can do it, I think we spend a lot of time not using our power because we are constantly afraid of these big dragons of consequences, these Everything we attach high stakes to, everything is not high stakes. We need to constantly push ourselves past it. Yeah, 100%. I love that you started that out with one of the first steps to being a troublemaker is not necessarily to run out screaming and calling something out, but to just start by asking some questions. Yes. So you took a situation where you had this like instinct or inclaim where you're like, huh, this is curious. And then you went and you just asked some questions to this group that I'm guessing led to some more questions. You probably went back to that company and we're like, Hey, just a few follow-up questions, not like I'm going to come in like guns a blazing. There might be times for that too. But I think that sometimes we think that's the only version of being a troublemaker is that we have to come in and be loud and super high stakes, high risk, and potentially volatile. And it really can start with asking some really simple questions that just start a conversation and open eyes. And from there, 
we then create a place to make a decision. Like, is this something that I want to bring up? Is this something that is worth a bigger conversation? Is this something that is important to go to bat for? So I think that piece is so important to just let yourself start with just asking a few more questions. And that's a smaller step. That's absolutely it. So, you know, when we think about speaking up in a room, you know, speaking up might not, doesn't look like you are wrong. You know, I think people right. think when they're being asked to speak up, they're being asked to tell somebody you are wrong. No, mm-hmm. if something happens in a room that you are in and both professional troublemaker and rising troublemaker actually put a step-by-step truth-telling guide of how yes. you go through the motion, how you do the thing when you are in the moment, how do you say the hard thing? But one of the things to start with is asking the questions, right? Mm-hmm. Questions buy you time and get you clarity. So if you're not sure whether the person is saying what you think they're saying, ask a clarifying question. Mm-hmm. If it's something that you feel like is actually out of pocket, challenge it by asking the question, hey, can you tell me more about that? Even that forces somebody to either double down on their wrong. Yep. <laughs> I was just thinking that they're going to double down. And then you're they're like, gonna, okay. Oh, bye. exactly. Either they will double down or they will actually go, you're right. Let me not go down that route. Either one is a good thing because they both teach you something. So I think for us in thinking about even challenging systems, people, rooms, ask questions. And it's such a great shortcut because it forces people to now either show up as trifling or retract whatever that mistake was. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so you also talk about how you can always circle back and speak up on mischances to tell the truth or to, you know, be a troublemaker. And so, you know, we might have people who were they're in that moment, whether it's in a classroom at their school or in their workplace where they either see something and they let it slide or hear something and let it slide, or they do ask questions. And then they're like, oh crap, like someone just did double down. But now I'm like, I can't believe we're here. And I don't know where to go from here. If we stay quiet in that moment, how can we, re- or maybe fumble in that moment by, because we do try to speak up and it doesn't go as we wanted it to. How can we circle back and speak up on those missed chances for truth-telling? Yeah, I think we can circle back, but honestly, just going back to the person or in the room and saying, you know, ever since we had that conversation or that meeting or that thing, it's been on my mind and I've been processing it. And I have a few thoughts about it that I'd love to bring back to you. You know, letting people know that you are human. You won't always have the right words in the moment and that's okay. And nobody's expecting you to always have the right words. Even after the fact, you might not have the right words because there might not be right words. You know, show the vulnerability of your humanity by saying, this makes me a little nervous, but I think it's important to bring this to you. Or I've really been thinking about it, reflecting on it, processing it. So I feel like it's important to circle back, bring it to the person. I think we can show vulnerability and honesty in our troublemaking. So honestly, I feel like being a troublemaker, rising troublemaker or professional troublemaker, it really is about leaning into honesty and truth, whatever that is. The times you're scared, the times you're feeling anxious, the times you're feeling confident, the times you're like, you know, unsure, but you still want to move forward. Bringing that into the room, letting people know, hey, yeah, this conversation is kind of new for me. So I'm not sure how I'm going to go about it, but just give me grace or saying, I feel like I might be the only one who's going to say this, but you know what? It's on my heart to say, you can come in a room with your full vulnerability and still make positive impact. You know, people see me and they're like, oh my God, you're always so bold. And I'm like, no, I'll tell people 
I'm not sure if I'm going to say this in the right way, but I'm going to say it anyway. Okay. So hopefully you see my heart. All of that is necessary. I love that so much. If you like this show, there's a decent chance you'll also enjoy the Shameless Mom Academy. Hi, I'm Sarah Dean, the founder and host of the Shameless Mom Academy. The Shameless Mom Academy is a podcast for moms that centers moms more than it centers your kids. I'm not going to teach you how to make baby food or how to make your three-year-old or 13-year-old stop having tantrums. Instead, I'm going to bring you back to yourself. For the last 20 years, I've been helping moms through growth and transformation. Inside the Shameless Mom Academy, I help you identify who you are and who you are becoming. Look, motherhood is hard. It brought me to my knees many times and sometimes still does. Returning to who I am and who I am becoming allows me to decide how to show up in all those sticky motherhood moments, but also in all my other relationships and in all the ways I show up in my various communities. So come check out the Shameless Mom Academy wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm willing to bet you'll leave feeling a little inspired and maybe even completely fired up. And you'll probably laugh a few times because I promise we never take ourselves too seriously over here. With 700 episodes to choose from, you're likely going to find something that sparks and speaks to you inside the Shameless Mom Academy. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a No Guilt Mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt-free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Get Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. And I think it's so important to honor who we are. I know that I'm a huge extrovert. I love to be on a stage. I love to be yelling into a microphone. And I think you might be the same. And when we are inviting people who are different than us to step into bolder conversations and be rising troublemakers or be professional troublemakers, I think that sometimes that can feel so daunting. And if we let people know that it can look a million different ways and honor, like if you're an introvert, yeah, you're not going to speak up probably super loudly in the middle of a meeting and wave your arms and kick and scream like I might, but instead you might need that time to think and come back to something. And all the examples you just gave on like how to enter that conversation afterwards, because an introvert does need more time to process. And then you're going to have like the golden statement that the loud extrovert is going to kind of fumble over and like run circles around in order to get to their point in the moment. So honoring who you are is really, really important as you practice speaking up and also honoring how it's safe to do so. So for me to speak up as a white woman in a lot of contexts is really different in terms of my own safety than Mm -hmm. for potentially a person of color, a person of disability, uh, all those different dynamics. And so I think looking at what gives you power in the safest way that speaks to who you are and how you can show up, you know, in ways that makes that are most powerful for you. And I think here's the thing about troublemaking too, like, the person who's speaking truth to power is not the only type of troublemaker. You know, mm. I have a platform called Love Nation and in there, everybody has to self-select into the type of troublemaker that they are. And there's four types of troublemakers. There are the bridge builders, 
because their superpower is collaboration. They use collaboration to make impact in this world. There's the mind molders who use intellect to make trouble. There are, of course, the truth tellers, but then there's also the heart helpers who use empathy to make trouble. So you don't all, like all of this impact making, all this game changing, trailblazing in the world, everyone is not supposed to do the exact same way. What is your innate superpower? Use that thing. So you might not be the person challenging the room, but you might be the person who is in HR making sure you're advocating that everybody has equal pay. That also matters, right? Or you might be the person who is using your empathy to pull people through moments that are difficult or to make people connect with an issue. All of these things matter and we all have to do our parts. So the truth teller can be in the room using her voice and the bridge builder can be the one who's making sure that they are connecting lives, that they're making sure that they're advocating for other people, even when nobody's watching. All of those things matter and all of those things are impactful to allow us to design the world that we need. Because what happens is everybody sits back and expects somebody else to do the thing. And then we yeah. all look around and realize nobody did the thing because right. we were expecting somebody else to. So if we all feel convicted to do the thing, all of us will do it, which is yeah. how things change. That's how mountains move. That's how policies are changed. That's how culture shifts. Absolutely. I totally agree that everyone thinks someone else is going to be the person to like, everyone thinks and hopes that someone else will be the first domino. They're like, oh, yes, and then I'll be domino like second, third or 43rd. And the reality is that we are so afraid of doing it wrong. We don't do it at all. Or we're so afraid of the cost that it could be to us. And again, safety is important. So if it's not safe, don't do it. But if it is not <clears throat> an unsafe situation for you, the risk is often your ego. <laughs> and yeah. to your point earlier, I think that when you talked about the, taking this chance and calling out this injustice around payment for you to be, get on a stage, the opportunity you have when people double down and when people, when you can call out maybe those who don't want to be called in creates a lot more opportunities for troublemaking, truth-telling, bridge building than you can ever expect. I mean, these are the things that are so pivotal and transformational across communities, organizations, workplaces, et cetera. Yes. And back to the issue of safety again, like, yeah, of course, never do anything that's going to put you in physical danger. But most of the time, most of the time, we are not going to be in physical danger. We attach the high stake of that to innocuous moments, some mundane moments and say, well, you know, I didn't want to say anything. Why? Were you afraid somebody was going to jump across the meeting table and punch you in the face? That's not going to happen. You know, and I think for us too, in terms of understanding the power is actually understanding that room, whatever the room right. is that you're in. If you're the senior manager, the VP, the stakes are so low for you. So there really is no real reason besides ego Mm -hmm. When we share our responsibility to advocate for something, to speak up. And I always ask myself the question of, will my inaction make me proud? Will my silence convict me? Right. And I think sometimes I'll push me over the edge too. Because if I walk out yeah. the room and somebody says, so you were in that room when, when they came up with that slogan that was really insensitive. And I go, yeah. Did you say anything? And I go, no. Right. How can I stand in that? How can I justify that? And how can I say, yes, like I allowed it to happen. Right. So how many things have we allowed to happen in our presence that right. we are not proud of? The simple act of doing 
or saying the thing at the table that you're in. I'm not saying everybody go donate $20,000 to a nonprofit or go march on the streets or, you know, be the loudest person on social media. It's about the rooms that we are actually in, the tables we sit in. In what ways are we making sure that we are elevating those? Absolutely. I know we have to wrap and I've loved every minute of this. I want one final question I have for you. What are three things rising troublemakers can do every day to own their dopeness? Yes. Or be too much. Our three takeaways. Three takeaways. One, troublemakers can understand that fear is okay. You have to say it's okay for me to be afraid. Because usually the things that are necessary, the things that are going to allow you to grow, the things that are have amazing rewards are going to be scary. So the first thing is allow yourself to be scary. Two, be too much, which means the thing that people typically say you are too, whether it's like you're too mouthy, lean into it because that's probably your superpower. Mm-hmm. There's something in that that you need to hold on to. Like I used to be called, you know, too mouthy when I was growing up. And now I make a really good living as a speaker. If you're somebody (laughs) who is considered too sensitive, you might be an amazing therapist one day, right? An amazing astrologer one day, something. So I want you to be too much. And then three, I want you to build an amazing tribe of people, build an amazing squad, surround yourself with people who make you feel good about yourself. Surround yourself with people who honor you. Surround yourself with people who are not afraid to hear no because you're honoring your boundaries. So yes, allow yourself to be afraid, be too much and surround yourself with amazing people who will honor you. I love it so much. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much, Lovey. Can you tell us, we always have to close with being shameless. So how you get to choose, either you can share how you are currently shamelessly shining or you can invite our listeners to shamelessly shine in a special way. Ooh, how I'm shamelessly shining right now. You know, I think I'm shamelessly shining by living in my purpose every single day. I really do think it is my greatest honor to know that I am living my purpose and doing what I have been called to do. And what I do is I basically use my words to make impact in this world, whether it's in my books whether it's on my podcast, whether it's on social media. And uh, so for me, I am shameless about taking up space in the world and by doing what I'm called to do. Oh, use your words to have impact in the world. I love it. That's like my invitation to everyone today. Use your words to have impact in the world. Love you. Where can people find you? Where can they get your books, which are all incredible? Where can people get Rising Troublemaker? Stalk you on Instagram, all the good things. (laughs) Well, I am at lovey, L-U-V-V-I-E on all social platforms, one username, amen. People can listen to my podcast, Professional Troublemaker, where I'm in conversation with people who I think are game changers, young and old. And you can join me in my social platform called Love Nation, where we bring troublemakers together and we are the squad that will affirm you. We do classes, we do lives. I have giveaways. I love also giving uh, troublemakers stuff. My love language is words of affirmation and gift giving. So Ah, I'm always giving stuff out. So yeah, but yeah, lovey on all platforms. I invite you into Love Nation. Once you join my crew, once you follow me on social media, you are a member of Love Nation and uh, it's an amazing citizenship to have. Oh my goodness. So good. So we will link everything up. If people go to shamelessmom.com, click on the episode with lovey. Lovey. Thank you so much. You've been incredible. And I'm so grateful for your time today. 
Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. Like, this is such a great conversation. And I am, I love the fact that you tell moms to be shameless, okay? <laughs> I love it because moms have been told like, oh my God, you got to just like be just such a nice person who's just in this, no, you're like, be shameless, be out here, be loud. So thank you for your work. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Real truth alert, pregnancy, birth, and having a baby isn't all sunshine and rainbows. I wish it were, but the reality is that many people struggle and suffer through this time without the right help or even knowing what they're dealing with. I'm perinatal psychologist, Dr. Katayun Kayani, also known as Dr. Kat. My podcast, Mom and Mind, aims to shine a light on the difficult reality that so many hopeful and new parents experience and raise the volume on how we can better support mental health, which is a big part of our overall health. Episodes include personal stories from people who have healed through things like pregnancy and postpartum anxiety, depression, PTSD, and so much more. I also talk with specialists and experts who explain and educate on these conditions. All of this to support parents to know that they are not alone, that healing is possible, and there are resources that can help you today. Listen into Mom and Mind and walk with me through the world of perinatal mental health.